Oh, man, I forgot that again. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. It's gone. So, hey, this is boring. <laughs> I hope the hour won't be boring. Lacrosse Talk PM, News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, online, on Facebook Live. We are everywhere. There's no Van Morrison. Huh. I thought for sure our library would have some Van Morrison. I'm sure there is some. I just can't figure out how to access it. Sometimes, you know, it just makes you crazy. Huh? All right. Well, uh, I guess there's no musical introduction. And it's totally my fault. What do you want to talk about today? Man, oh man, did we have an interesting conversation this morning about the uptick. You can't call it a second wave. Dr. Fauci sent down the word from high that there is no second wave. Actually, does he sound like he's getting sick? I suppose it's because he's been talking so much, so many interviews. It sounds like he's in rough. He needs a weekend away. Uh, he, he sounds, I don't want to say he sounds like he's got COVID, but he sounds like he's been talking way too much. Somebody else should stand in for him for a minute. He can just pass them a note, say this, and somebody else can say it. There is no second wave. <clears throat> it's an uptick in cases. Sadly, one of those uh, locations of upticks is here in La Crosse County. So we talked about that a little bit this morning. And uh, there are people out there, and I'm sure there's way more than a couple, but uh, there are a few people who believe that this, uh, that believe that all of this is a giant conspiracy by, you pick the, the evil sources, by uh, those who want to bring this country to its knees and, uh, and take it over and install a socialist, communist rule. Because the country will be in, because people will be in such dire straits that they will have no other choice than to turn palms up to the government, which is exactly what some people in this community think is happening right now. I spoke with a gentleman who said that he believes the only way for COVID-19 well, he, well, first of all, he said it will never go away. But the only way for COVID-19 to calm down, to relax, is for everyone to stop wearing gloves and masks, get together, get sick, get healthy, then move on with life. And part of the reason he didn't care about that, I think, is because he's not sick. I'm not sick. I haven't gotten sick. Not my, you know, everybody else. You guys go do that. I'm I'm not going to do that. And a question that was suggested by a listener. Oh, man, i got to go get my little laptop thing. Uh, if the vaccine was available right now for free, would you take it? Would you take a vaccine if it was available now? If it were, you know, I, I, I assume, I know this is kind of a stretch, but I, I for the sake of conversation, I will assume 
that the vaccine that is being developed right now for COVID-19 will be specific to this COVID-19, not future COVID-19s or not COVID-19A or COVID-19A1B or in a few years from now when COVID-19 returns, but it's a little bit, you know, the, the vaccine that's being worked on now is for this COVID-19. That's my assumption. So it will, I hope, have some impact. When it's not going to make you bulletproof. You don't get the vaccine and then not worry about it. I, I can't believe that that would be the case. You are now immune, but uh, you have considerably more strength to fight it off if you get it. You may not get it. Would you take that chance? I know that many of you are uh, still uh, in that, and, I, and I'm not going to argue with you about it. And I'm not also going to change my mind. There is no, there, there is no movie star on the planet that will convince me that uh, autism is caused by vaccines. And you can quote all the doctors you want. That's just my personal opinion. Vaccines and autism have zero connection. You don't get the flu vaccine and then get autism. You just don't. Are you concerned that this vaccine might might not work or might be more problematic than helpful? Just a curiosity. And, of course, we continued on and off conversation about uh, SROs, the uh, resource officer in school, and what to do about that resource, whether the uh, school district, they, it won't be until next year, but uh, they got to work on the contract now. The school board will form a committee and do some research and decide whether or not uh, whether or not they will cut ties with uh, the La Crosse Police Department or not. I got a really interesting, did I bring it in here? No, it's in my office. Uh, I got a, an interesting uh, uh, email that was a copy of a letter that will appear in the Tribune at some point in the near future, I guess, that was sent by a listener to the school board president, asking a few questions and outlining her concern as the mother of a student in a school, uh, the thoughts that uh, she has made public with regard to police uh, in school, and, uh, and, and gotten zero answers back, got a line, a line, a political line answers, but no answers to any of the questions which is concerning, that's, that's political, blah, blah, blah. If you're the school board president, if you're a school board member, if you are, I suppose, if you're a, maybe you are. If you, are you a politician if you're on the school board? If you're on a committee uh, that works for the, uh, or works with city council, if someone says, hey, do you want to be on the arts board? Or do you want to be on the special education committee? Does that turn you into a politician? Are you instantly then one of them? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I had uh, a law. I have had. I still do have a, a long and a very pleasurable relationship with the Pump House. I was on their board for quite a number of years. President of the board for two uh, two consecutive terms. It was a great experience. I didn't think of myself as a politician by any means. Uh, uh, and, and you can imagine me and politics 
and a china shop, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it went. All right, so I'm curious. Put whatever's whatever's on your mind on the table, and and we'll kick it around. Perfect timing. The commercial ends. <laughs> the, the commercial ends two seconds after I answered the telephone. I think. Let me do this. Uh, I'm going to answer the phone on the radio and take a chance here. Hi, WICM. I was saving a space for uh, Derek Van Orden. Would you mind hanging up and letting him call in? Uh, this is Derek Van Orden. <laughs> Sorry, I knew that. I could tell. I recognized your voice. How about that? We've only talked once, and I yeah. and I already recognize your voice. Uh, can you hold on for a couple of minutes? We You called two seconds before I was going to dive into the newsroom and see what's going on over there, so it'll be, uh, it'll be uh, about two minutes. Absolutely. All right, good Bet. deal. Derek Von Orden, he's running for, he wants to, he wants to be, we were just talking about, why would anyone want to be a politician? Maybe that's the first question I'll ask. Derek Van Orden wants to be a politician. He wants to take over for Ron Kind. Uh, I know there's a ton of people who wish him the very best. There's a number of other people who wonder, really, you want to get into politics now? Huh, we'll talk with Derek. Coming up on the crosstalk. I should probably have this conversation on the radio, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek Van Orden, uh, recently endorsed by the Wisconsin Right to Life. He has made it uh, perfectly clear. I spoke to him on uh, my program uh, earlier this week, uh, early in the morning, and he made that perfectly clear and has been traveling the state. He wants to take over for Congressman Ron Kind, who has been in office since I was a child. It seems that long. Yeah. Super nice guy. I wouldn't mind living next door to Ron. He seems like a super nice guy. I'll bet his family is super nice. And uh, and and then we disagree on almost everything after that. So I, yeah. you, you want to get into politics, Derek? I, I thanks for calling. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, uh, I, I woo. What is it that pushed you over the edge? There must be something that you and your wife were looking at each other on the couch one night and said, sweetheart, I know I've been kicking it around. You, I, I mentioned it before, but that story right there, that right there, that's it. I, I got I to gotta do this. What was it? Well, well, it wasn't that at all because I hadn't kicked uh, around before. It hadn't been an item of discussion until I wrote Ron Kine a letter and asked him what his stance on the impeachment of Donald Trump was, and he did not write me back oh. at all. And I'm not, I'm not used to getting blown off, especially by someone that's supposed to be working for me. Yeah. But his title is not uh, your lordship. His title is not uh, uh, sir. His title is representative. Now, we call people sir out of respect or ma'am out of respect, but his title is representative, and that means he's got to talk to me when I talk to him. And so I started looking into Ron Kine. And I used to literally find uh, people in caves in Pakistan and remove them from the battle space. That was my job for several years as a SEAL. And so it was not difficult to find information on Ron Kind. And what I found about Mr. Kind is that he is the reason that Congress has a lower approval rate than the IRS. So he comes back to the district, back to Lacrosse, his hometown, and he tells people a whole bunch of stuff that he thinks they want to hear, and they do want to hear um, and then he goes back to Washington, D.C., and he does exactly what he wants to do. Or and exactly what really, Nancy Pelosi says. He's uh, voted. That's been pointed out uh, any number of times, uh, 92%, 90-some percent 
of the time he votes with uh, politics with Nancy Pelosi. You bet. And so he he comes back and he sells himself as a moderate Democrat. He says that he's the fifth most bipartisan member of Congress. And, yeah, that that could be true. He's the fifth most bipartisan member of Congress. But calling himself a moderate is just does not comport with reality. So if you take Jerry Nadler, is he a moderate? No. Adam Schiff, moderate? No. The Squad? No. Nancy Pelosi? No. None of those people are moderate, but Ron Kine votes with them 95% of the time. That is a solid A. And you cannot say that you are a moderate Democrat when you vote with them 95% of the time. Here's something else that isn't moderate about Mr. Kine. He gets a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood and a 100% rating from NARAL. Those are the two organizations that Governor Northrop was speaking about in Virginia when he said you can have a human baby survive an abortion and you can step outside of the room and have a respectful discussion if you're going to render medical aid to that human baby that survived an abortion. Those two organizations have given Ron Kind a 100% rating, which according to their own uh, websites, that means that he's never voted against anything that they've put up. His picture is on Planned Parenthood's website. His name is on Nairal's website with 100% next to it. So when he comes back and he tells everybody he's moderate, he's not. You cannot say that a person is moderate that would vote for garbage like that. And so he has just simply not been telling the truth. And when you said, I want to be a politician earlier, I heard that. And that's not true. I do not want to be a politician. I'm an American patriot, and I'm getting involved in politics because I have to in order to save our nation. So I went to Afghanistan because that's where the Taliban was. I went to Iraq because that's where the Sunni militias were. I went to Bosnia because that's at the time the Serbs were giving us a really hard time. I went to North Africa, to Djibouti, the Horn of Africa, because that's where Al-Shabaab was. Well, guess what? The people who are attacking our nation and destroying our institutions now are in the Democrat Party, and they're in Washington, D.C. So I am going to Washington, D.C., because that is where I can make the positive changes for our country. That's the only place to do it right now. Uh, That's why I'm doing this. When the next uh, uh, talk show host asks you, uh, are, what are you gonna, when, you, when you go to Washington, are you going to be a politician? And you say, no, I'm not going to be a politician. I'll be a patriot uh, because Ron Kind is not a moderate. And that, that host will ask, so what are you? Are you going to work middle of the road or are you going to stand over there on the right and stand up for the right and occasionally be polite, be firm, be... You know, one of those words that would get me in trouble if I repeated it uh, on the air that you and I talked about earlier uh, this afternoon. Sometimes you've got to be polite, but you've got to be that guy. Are you prepared to do yeah. that? Yes. I mean, You're... So I, I was I was a Navy SEAL senior chief. Were you? Okay. So I was in the service for 26 years. So I was a senior enlisted guy in the SEAL teams. But that's not all I was. I retired from... The military, I did corporate leadership. I worked with Fortune 500 companies doing executive coaching and helping them organize their businesses. Those are very, very successful, powerful people that you are literally beholden to because you're working on a contractual basis. And I always told them, yes, no, good, bad. Regardless of their what they thought about something, regardless if that means that they wouldn't want me to work for them any longer because I was too direct with them, I don't care. That is not part of my nature. Uh, ever since I was a small child, I've stood my ground. It's it's just part of who I am. You can ask anybody. It's known me since I, I was a kid. So when I go to Washington, D.C., the people that I'm beholden to are the people in the 3rd District of the State of Wisconsin primarily. 
the next group of people that I'm beholden to are the rest of the citizens of the state of Wisconsin. And then the next group of people that I'm beholden to are the citizens of the United States. And I look at things in a very stratified way. I'm, I'm smart enough to know uh, when you need to make things as simple as possible. And that's it. I will go to Washington, D.C. I will represent the people of the 3rd District of the state of Wisconsin because that's my job. Then the citizens of the state of state of Wisconsin and then the United States. So when, and I can prioritize that thing and stick to them. When, when the 3rd District uh, in Wisconsin votes a certain way, you will go back to Washington and also vote that way. Represent that vote, even if it's something that may be somewhat controversial or contrary to your personal uh, feelings? Okay, so this is what we talked about, too. There are some, some things are nuanced, meaning if someone said, I want you to go back and um, I want you to go back and make sure that anybody at any time for any reason at all can do something that I'm uh, deeply morally opposed to, then I would say, I, I cannot do this. Um, so I will stand up for my conscience. There's some things that I just I, I cannot um, vote to support. All right. Well, I, um, and I can't but imagine. The reason being, no, hold on a second. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah. That's right. It, okay, so as the representative, I'm going to be voted in office. And people, I'm very plain spoken. Uh, my website is very clear, um, vanordenforcongress.com. My Facebook, at Derek Van Orden, is very clear. Um, so when people are looking at this and they're voting for me, they know who they're voting for. So I do not think um, when I get voted in that I'm going to have these type of, you know, real gut-wrenching decisions to make because the people are voting for me. They know that I'm a man of character. They know that I'm going to um, do what I say I'm going to do. So I don't think that that's something that I'm really going to have to confront in Washington, D.C. with the majority of the folks that I'm going to be representing. That's why they're going to vote for me to begin with. That, and, and that may be why you're getting so much support. We've got to... A couple of, uh, of listeners on our talk and text line that are all ready to vote for you. Well, that's, you know, and I so there's two. That. I, I, there's two. Hey, there you go. There you go. Just a couple hundred start. thousand more, and I'm good to go. You're good to go. Uh, hey, yeah, you? man. Um, I've been very, uh, I've been very pleasantly surprised by the amount of support that we've been getting from around the district and the state, and actually from around the nation. It, the people of the United States are sick and tired of politicians who, as you said so aptly, it's very funny, can take one breath and answer and not answer a question while speaking for seven minutes. They, people don't want that anymore. They, no. want a, they want someone to stand up and say, this is wrong. I'll be real clear about what's going on in the United States right now. The vast majority of the stuff now is straight-up criminality. This started off as peaceful protests that were directed at an act that can only be described as abhorrent. And the whole time that I served in the military, the whole time that everybody else that I know served in the military, and the people that are doing it now, every second that they're in the service, that was to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That means the right for people to peacefully protest. Black, white, man, woman, straight, LGBTQ, it doesn't matter. It's for every single American citizen to be able to peacefully protest. That's why we served. We did not serve a millisecond to, to defend someone's right to riot because you don't have a right to riot. That's a criminal act. So if you're wearing a badge and you commit a crime, you're a criminal. If you're not wearing a badge and you commit a crime, you're a criminal. It doesn't matter if you're mad at the other person or the other group of people. That doesn't matter. When you commit a crime... 
you're a criminal. It's that simple. We need to get back to that level of looking at these things. Criminal acts are criminal acts, regardless of if you're mad at somebody or not. I have a quick question. Yes, sir. Can you stick around? Can you talk to us after the news? I'm up against the clock. I'm already late, but uh, I've got to call around yeah. with a question, and, and i got to do this. But Absolutely. if you can stick around, all right, good. Uh, Derek Van Orden, he's running for Congress. Van Orden for Congress. Dot com. He would like to replace Ron Kind. We'll talk with him further after this. Lacrosse Talk PM on 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Online, on Facebook, on YouTube. We are everywhere. My, uh, my guest this afternoon is Derek Van Orden, who is running for Congress as a Republican in the 3rd dist- District. We've talked a little about why, what it was. Uh, and what is bringing him here. And uh, I want to go to the phones. We've got a caller on uh, with a question in a minute, Derek. But I, I want to ask you first, just because I want to make sure I get this question in. As you watch you know, everything that's going on around the country, thank goodness it hasn't taken a, a strong foothold in uh, in Wisconsin yet. But the dis- you, you, you began to touch on it before the break. The destruction of everything doesn't make your point. Uh, I would counter that it absolutely takes away from any point you were about to make. Uh, how, how can constructive, how can construction come from the George Floyd murder without having to uh, stop traffic and burn things down, tear down statues, and, and start a whole military coup across the country? Yeah. Well, if you really want to affect positive change in things, which, which a lot of people do, they just don't know how to do it. That's because they don't learn history. The, the British Empire was once the most powerful empire in the world, and they're all into the colonialism and all that stuff that people are, are protesting against, and I understand that. And a lot of people fought different brush wars around the world trying to uh, break up this huge empire that the British had. But the crown, the jewel in the crown of the British Empire was India. That's where they just they took huge advantage of that country in a horrible way. But the reason they left India was because of a, a guy named Mahatma Gandhi. And he was able to break the British Empire through nonviolent protesting. He got hit in the head repeatedly with canes. He got thrown in jail uh, for long periods of time. And he broke the will of the British Empire through peaceful protesting. The greatest advances in American civil rights, minus the 19th Amendment, which abolished slavery, took place in the 1960s under a guy named Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., who said, I have a dream that one day my four small children will live in a country where they are judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. I have a dream. He said that. And that is where the real positive civil rights stuff came from, nonviolent protesting by Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., because it shames people into doing what is right. When you destroy something... Someone else's private property, they had nothing to do with uh, what you're protesting against, or at that point you're rioting against. You actually uh, turn them off to your cause. So the most powerful movements for effective civil change and civil rights throughout the world has taken place through nonviolent protesting. And people don't understand that now because they're not taught history. Right. Well, they may be beginning to uh, uh, understand it in that portion of Seattle that was taken over by, by the... Uh those who wanted to uh, begin the new summer of love, which has now turned into the summer of uh, raping and looting and shooting of people. And 
Right. Did you notice something particularly peculiar about Chaz when they set it up? They put borders up. They secured their physical location, right? And then they put armed guards at the borders of Chaz and checked people's IDs. So you don't need to have an ID to vote, but you need to have an ID to participate in anarchy. Yeah. I mean, that that is like a level of absurdity. Absurdity. I mean, these people completely leveled up. And that's what, you break these things down, and they become absurd. It's, just, um, it's crazy. There's it's, no it's just fascinating. All right, let me let me go to the phones. They're starting to ring here, so let me uh, let me do this. Uh, oh, oh! I just hung up on. Did I? I didn't. No, I didn't. I just hung up on Derek Van Orden. Okay, well that was really really dumb on my part. Yep, that's that's him. Okay, well let me let me see if Derek, is that you? Yep. All right. I hung up on you. Sorry, fat fingers. I I actually hung up on you <laughs> while I was saying hello to our caller. So let me do this. Try this again. That and all right. Well, now I know that the technology doesn't work because now I did it correctly and I and it's not working. Okay, so let me uh, let me do the while uh, while Derek is calling back a third time. Let me do this. Oh, oh and that caller hung up. Maybe all of this is is all of this broken. What's going on here? Hello, caller, you there? Yeah, sure. Am. I I I I'm going to apologize now in case I hang up. The uh, I know how to use this technology, uh, but at the moment uh-huh. it's not working. You have a. You have, I completely I completely believe you. Do you have a question for Derek? How about that? I I don't have a question. I have a comment. Um, I noticed Trump's. Uh, I watched his speech, and then I noticed a few days after his speech, he, whatever. My theory is that if Trump just has rallies and he fires all of his advisors and just does the things that gets the most cheering, that he'd be the best president on earth. Because <laughs> uh, the day after his rally, he massively cut immigration, and I'm very happy about that. It's restored some faith. And our president, in my opinion, that's, that's all I had to say. All right. Just do what's popular. That's my advice for any politician. Well, you know, so far he's he's popular, but uh, you, if you believe some, he's popular with the uh, deplorables and uh, uh, you know the Walmart shoppers and so forth. Derek, I assume that's you a third time. No, let me. Hello, Derek. You there? I sure am. Oh. Technology works when it when it when it works. It's man, great when it works. Right? Man, oh man, oh yeah. man. Well, I uh, so I, I'm afraid to go to uh, the phones. I don't want to hang up on you on a, for a fourth. Okay. Uh, what is it? What do you want to do first when you get to? Uh, uh, what are you going to do for dairy farmers? I see. What am I going to do for dairy farmers? I got to seriously morning. look at support what dairy. What are you going to do? I need to sit down with some farmers while I'm here, and then when I get back to D.C. and figure out how we can stabilize this, the pricing for dairy stuff. It's just out of control. Um, we have these wild swings. It is a commodity, but you just can't plan and run a business with the, such wild swings that we have. Uh, one of the things I can do affirmatively right now when I get there is I can push for legislation for truth and advertising, plain and simple. People think they're they're milking almonds, and uh, that's just not happening. Uh, when we make sure that we understand where the country of origin, where things are coming from, 
Um, that's also very, very important that things are labeled appropriately. Those are things that I can positively affect right now. The other things that when we look into this, the commodities market and the, the wild fluctuations of the dairy uh, industry, that's a problem. We've got to make sure that USMCA is completely done. Now, let me tell you about USMCA. That is the trade deal that was held up for over a year in the Ways and Means Committee. And if you look at who is on the Ways and Means Committee, who is Nancy Pelosi's chief whip on the Ways and Means Committee, it's Ron Kind. And that political title, whip and chief whip, means that it's his job to get votes for Nancy Pelosi or to make sure people don't vote for things that she doesn't want to vote. So they held up that vote on USMCA for over a year because they did not want to give Donald Trump a political victory. And that is politics. That's not what I'm doing. So we don't, we can't say, or we, we, we can't say Congress is bad, this committee is bad, but we just don't know who. We can point, we can positively pin the tail on the donkey. The donkey is Ron Kind. He's responsible for holding up USMCA where we lost over a thousand dairy farms in the state of Wisconsin. So the first thing I'm going to do for dairy farmers in the state of Wisconsin is kick Ron Kind out of office because I'm going to put their priorities above my own and the, the political expediency of Nancy Pelosi. That's probably the best thing I could do for dairy farmers. There you go. Is get him out of Congress. And you've got uh, yet another vote on the talking text line, Derek. I really appreciate awesome. you spending time. I apologize for the technological uh, wizardry here that's uh, not working. When you, uh, the next time you find yourself over here in western Wisconsin, let's do this again. Well, I live here, man. You do, where do you live? <laughs> yeah, this is... Where do you uh, live? We live in Hager City, but I'm in oh. La Crosse right now. Oh, you are? You're I in the sure am. I thought you just said Madison. I thought that's where you were over there. I went over to check out the statues. Oh, oh. And, and then to came see back what the heck is going on. Because that that's what I talk about. That we take care of the third district of the state of Wisconsin first, and then the citizens of the state of Wisconsin. What's yeah. happening in Madison affects the third district and the entire state. So we drove over and uh, checked out what took place there with those uh, statues, which is unbelievable. And if you think about it, the, one of the statues that they tore down was named Forward, and that was made by a woman. She designed a Jean Pond Miner, and uh, she did it in about 1893 at, at the uh, Columbian Exposition at the Chicago World's Fair. So this woman was honored, and she was one of the first ladies to be honored like this by having that statue put on a capital, and they tore that thing down. And the other one they tore down was Colonel Hans Christian Haig. Right. Hans Christian Haig was an abolitionist who worked his entire life to get slavery removed. And he took this so seriously, he joined the Union Army and was killed in the Battle of Chickamauga trying to remove slavery from the country and they tore his statue down. This also reaches the level of absurdity. If you truly care about what's taking place and you really want um, race relations to be improved, which everybody does except for a, a radical fringe on either end, they want trouble. They're, those are always going to exist. But if you really want positive changes to take effect with race relations in the United States and around the world, which I do uh, – I absolutely do. We have to understand that you can't just go around tearing everything down. People who do not have anything to add to a conversation, by definition, can only take away. 
And that's what you're seeing take place right now. Derek Van Orden, I appreciate your time very much. I I absolutely want to do this again. So I won't say the next time you're over here in western Wisconsin because I didn't realize that's the issue with phones. I guess I I thought you were over there. Well, and maybe that's why I I didn't recognize your uh, your uh, you didn't pick up the accent while you were over there. That's that's probably a good thing too. Derek Van Orden wants to be uh, the next third district congressman to replace and is. Number one job, kick Ron Kind out of office. I kind of like that. That's I, it. I like that, Derek. Yeah. Good luck, my friend. Thank it's you very much up. for talking with us. Yes, sir. We will All definitely right. do it again. I appreciate it. All right, I am super late. We'll be back. Lacrosse Talk BM, it's about five minutes before 6 o'clock. I am sorry the time is short, but uh, let's do this. Let's go to the phones. Caller, good afternoon. You're on Lacrosse Talk BM. What's on your mind? Uh, I have a question for you, yes. Shoot. Oh, well, he's, uh, uh, he's gone, Derek. I'll, I'll ask him the next time. If you don't mind, I'll uh, write it down and ask him. He's, he's, uh, he's gone. Oh, uh, it's too bad. I was just listening to you on the radio. I tried to get home and call you ahead of time because, uh, uh, well, my comment would be that this isn't a peaceful protest. It's a Bolshevik revolution. If you, anybody's a astute observer of history would be able to realize that. And secondly, I was just wanting to find out how he would uh, vote if he were in Congress and uh, the vote came up to... Uh, get out of the World Trade Organization, which I think would be a great idea since uh, we never needed uh, a bunch of third-world middlemen to do business and take a cut. We could always do business by bilateral trade agreements, which seemed to work really well before. I don't, I don't know how we got into this UN thing anyway, but that's just my comment. Well, I, and I appreciate that very much. I will uh, write it down. I'll get a chance to talk with them about immigration and uh, now your, uh, your, your thoughts, and so I will share those with with uh, uh, Derek next time we talk. Well, he's in the lacrosse area. Maybe he's still listening. Derek, did you hear that? I don't know. Four minutes to go. Let's do. Uh, let's do this. Hi, you're on the Crosstalk PM. What's on your mind? I support this, Mr. Van Orden. I think he's a solid person. One of kind has been in Congress for 18 years, 176 thousand dollars a year. He's a millionaire, money many times over. And uh, the time for him to retire, because he'll get, he'll get retirement benefits also, but uh, he always votes with uh, all the liberals on the court, and he supports abortion and all this crap. He's a left-wing liberal. He, he tries to play Mr. Nice Guy Hometonger, but he is not. He is not. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I'll tell you that. He votes liberal all the time, and it's time for him to go, and uh, God bless America. And, uh, China is our enemy. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks very much. China's our enemy. i got to write that one down, too. Uh, caller, good afternoon. You're on the Crosstalk PM. What's up? Hey, bud. Northside Kent, you know what? A couple words for you. Term limits. Hmm. These people, Maxine Waters and, and uh, Pelosi's, the 45th year people have been in, in office, they should give them an aptitude test and a history test and find out who's been, who's the statue that they just ripped out. Oh, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, these people are, are messed up. Yep, yep, you need sure. to get some new people in there and, and get the job done. I appreciate those comments very much. Thanks thanks for uh, sharing this morning. I wish I could figure out why this and... Yeah, see, that's, there's something wrong with that. I'll have to get the engineers to look at it. We're, we, uh, we can put two people on the air at the same time. Let me try it. That. Yeah, see, it's 
it's not working the way it's supposed to. So I apologize uh, uh, for that. I was not able to get the callers on with Derek. There's something going on right there that's not uh, the way it's supposed to. Do I have time to share this? Uh, if I do it quickly. I got this, I got this uh, email from a friend we were talking this morning about uh, vaccines. And, uh, Mike, I, I heard you talking with people about uh, the COVID-19 vaccine, if they would get the uh, shot when it comes available. Thought you'd appreciate this. I get a daily trivia question every day, and today's question was interesting and uh, timely. The first let the note is, vaccines have already saved millions of lives throughout the years worldwide. When I was very young, my mother was uh, very afraid that I would get polio. Thank God for Dr. Jonas Salk and the polio vaccine. In my opinion, people who don't get vaccines are ignorant fools. Uh, so here's the question. Which cartoon character is the type of animal from which the first vaccine was derived? Porky Pig, Mickey Mouse, Clarabelle Cow, or Donald Duck? If you were thinking Clarabelle Cow, then congratulations. 1796, English physician Edward Jenner made history when he gave a young boy what became known as the first vaccine made from the cowpox virus. Six weeks later, when Jenner exposed the boy to the deadly smallpox virus, he did not get sick. And thus, the first vaccine was born, saving millions of lives and immortalizing cows <laughs> in public health. The word vaccine is actually derived from the Latin word vaca for cow, groundbreaking conclusions that set the field of immunology, vaccine therapy, and preventive health in motion. Vaca, oh, by the way, is also the Spanish word for cow. So a little something there for you. All right, have a wonderful evening. Let's start it all over again tomorrow at 6 a.m. on WICM.